0: Oh my God, I'm sorry. I know you hate hearing dreams. I have to tell you this. It was like the porch of my childhood home, but the Museum of Modern Art, except it was a pickup truck, but not. Hey, Merlin. Hi, (laughs) Dan. How are you doing? (laughs) I would have to say that as I sit here, I am in the peak physical condition I have ever been in, in my entire life. Really? Really? That's just because I'm gacked out on cold medicine. <laughs> are you, what, what, do you t- what do you like to take when you're sick? Oh, I cross the streams, my friend. I did several things. <laughs> there are things. certain
1: ones you're not supposed to take with the other ones.
0: Well, I you know, and, and then the thing is, once you get going, you get confused enough, you start taking stuff that is not normally conventionally considered a cold medicine. <laughs> like what? Well, I don't know. <laughs> that's the problem. All right. And then my you just problem grab, this, what you do
1: is you just grab for something, and whatever you get, that's what you're taking.
0: Okay. The last... Uh, I don't know, two days have been a complete fog for me. Mm. And I would, I, because people are fascinated by, by, by people's health, I think mm-hmm. we should talk about this. No, I've been taking all kinds of different things. I've been trying to, I've been doing some basic uh, personal alchemy with my health. And <laughs> I, I ran into a problem this morning though, because I was still kind of coming down from last night's cold medicine. And then I thought, okay, I gotta get ready. Dan, Dan's sick. I'm sick. We gotta do this thing. Yeah. I better, I better start. You know, yeah. uh, carb loading. I wish I'd be taking handfuls of different cold <laughs> medicines. So I took the little, uh, little Tupac of uh, of oh, God, oh, God can judge me, right? Um, actually, that, that's not. That it turns out that's not correct. Actually, anyone can judge you. you should have your tattoo corrected. Um, anyone can judge you. It's, it's just it's a totally free thing. So I had the two. I took the two red pills for uh for the daytime flu and then i took some other stuff i've learned you're apparently turns out you're not supposed to take four ibuprofen with the equivalent of two to three uh acetaminophen because you, you die if you do that so i stopped doing that but i had some other things i i had some coffee i i uh treated myself to some ginseng and then i thought uh, I had this moment where I, as I sit here with you right now, Dan, I'm not sure if I accidentally took twice the dose of red pills. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I took the right amount. Are the red Pot- ones the, um, the decongestant one? They're, they're gelatinous. They're, oh. I, we, get the, we get the Tupac of Tupacs, where you get the thing at the Walgreens, and you get the daytime and the nighttime. Mm. The hot stays hot and the cold stays fresh. <laughs> That's right. One, <laughs> side, one side goes one way, one side goes the other way. So what? So what? And so that's what I've been doing, and it's been a real fog. Um, should we start the show? Yeah, let's give it a try. Tell me what you're up to. You sound like you're on a little under the weather too. Yeah. So I got a text from you uh, yesterday at
1: uh, Central Time, eight fifty-seven p.m. Central Time, saying that you were thinking that you'd be uh, you'd be better tomorrow, which is today, and then. I said it's all right. Don't worry about it because I was feeling like worse. And I said let's do Wednesday or Thursday. And you I said didn't Thursday. You were sick, Dan. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were sick. Well, it was just starting, and then uh, and then I got a, a text from you at six twenty six a.m. I'm feeling way better. Let's re- you know. Let's go ahead and record.
0: And yeah, so, but right way, before you know, no, no, this the show, is way better. this is way better. I, well,
1: I did a full. I don't like the one thing. I don't want to get too graphic because this is not the kind of show where we would talk about something like this. Mm-mm. But I don't like to like. I know people who seem thrilled about blowing their nose. They love it. They carry a hanky or they have tissues or whatever, and they, they'll just pull out a tissue and blow their nose mid, in the middle of a conversation. Just like just anywhere. And I, I probably could tell you, per cold, I probably blow my nose two to three times max per oh, cold. I don't yeah. like it. I don't like the feeling. It's messy, yeah. I, and when I do it, I don't do it in a conventional way. I'll sequester myself alone to do it in a bathroom, and then I will completely wash everything my face in it because it feels I don't like the way it feels. And the interesting thing I think it's genetic mm-hmm. because Cash is the same way. He will he absolutely refuses. I've never no, that, taught him.
0: That's because Cash is a child, Dan. He won't blow his nose, but MJ will blow her nose. Interesting, and but if you uh, you're two. getting all that stuff out, she's too huh? You're getting all that stuff out. That's uncomfortable for you. You don't do it more than two to three times per cold. Yeah. I don't like it. doesn't feel good. Boy, that would help you a lot, Dan. I got to say, I know I do, do it when you, I do, have do, to do, you do it. a farmer's hanky in the shower. Oh, what is that? Mm. You don't ever, you is don't ever, a, uh, a, <laughs> is that what the San Francisco, it's literally, it's literally a euphemism. The shower <laughs> part. Let me unpack that for you. Um, the the shower part is real. You get in the shower and you got the steam and it, it clears out the pipes a little bit. You don't ever just hold one nostril and then go and blow out the other one. Yeah, in a in a shower, yeah, maybe. No, do you disinfect the whole area when you're done? No, I don't care about it. That's
1: their problem if they want to go in the shower after me. Their problem. I don't recommend and,
0: that. and that would help you so much. You gotta get that stuff out of
1: there. I do it. I just I don't I don't like doing it. So I'll do
0: it and save it up, you know. I'll get a real good one on Yeah. I don't just I'm walk around blowing my nose. I keep thinking of The Incredibles in Edna mode when, uh, when Helen's crying. Yeah. And, and she, she kind of, she pushes the Kleenexes into the little <laughs> thing the fire goes <laughs> <on>. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good movie. It was mm-hmm. funny. I like that you one. You know, Brad Bird does her voice. Oh, that's right. They had brought in, I forget now, um, some oh. wonderful actress to do... to to talk about doing the edna mode voice and what brad bird was showing her like roughly what he thought it might sound like and she's like you should do it and so he did no capes that's my brad bird impersonation (sighs) dan i i honestly don't know i don't know what we're facing today um i we could talk about this you know one thing i mentioned i put this in show notes um there was an episode of this american life a couple weeks ago that was really good uh it seems particularly germane today as i was standing around with my family talking about being sick uh the name of the episode is the seven things you're not supposed to talk about Mm. i don't know if you're a listener but it was anyway it's it's one of the um like it's sarah koenig her her mother uh one of the producers on the show i call her sarah uh she, she has this list of seven things you're never supposed to talk about because it's always boring i think it's it's health sleep dreams diet your period Money and root talk or how it is that you got to where you are. Mm. Health, sleep, dreams, diet, period, money and root talk. And then they go on out, they go out and they and they try to they've tried to find interesting examples of several of those and then have her evaluate whether or not that was actually an interesting conversation. And I realized how much of that I this is so awkward for me. I totally agree. Like I could care less hearing someone else talk about it, but then I'm totally fine to talk about it myself. Dreams, I hate hearing people's dreams. I hate it so much.
1: Like, what, you mean dreams like aspirations or dreams like I had this dream last night?
0: Oh, my God. I just, re- oh, my God, I just remembered. Uh, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I know you hate hearing dreams. I have to tell you this. Okay. I know you hate hearing dreams. But I do. I was in, Ah, oh, <laughs> you've never, you've never been to my childhood home, have you? No, no, I haven't. Oh, okay. It was like the porch of my childhood home, but the Museum of Modern Art, except it was a pickup truck, but not. And I was (laughs) thinking something that represented my brother, but not my brother. Uh And you were there, but you weren't. And it was you, but not you. And it was a porch, but not a porch. Because, you know, the feeling (laughs) of the dream cannot really be conveyed to (laughs) some. And you're just sitting there going, "Mm mm-hmm, porch. Okay, oh, really? Me, but not me. All right. But I do it all the time. I will tell other people my dreams. Now I've been I've been hallucinating freely for for about thirty six hours, Dan. I've had I've had some amazing, amazing, delirious hallucinations. i Have been, you really? A, oh, I've had a fever. I've been I've been. I'm not well, so this is not
1: just a cold, then
0: that you. Oh had. no, I'm extreme. I was extremely sick. My glands my glands were swollen. I felt no. like a football player. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? Well, I've watched games. Okay, <laughs> but uh. Hmm.
1: You're waiting but, for me you know, to do the sound. I'm trying to, not to do uh, it. I'm
0: feeling, but I'm feeling great. It's a big day. It's a huge week. Um, we got. I've got some follow up. Do you want to talk more about your nose? You not can I just really. say handkerchiefs
1: and handkerchiefs? Like the kind you keep keep
0: around. Like, like I don't know how you use a handkerchief more than once. What do you do? Like so, if you are using a handkerchief to blow your nose, yeah. first of all, like how many blows can you get into a handkerchief? Really. Before it's like literally full of snot and boogers.
1: Is a handkerchief, let me ask you this as a serious question, mm. is a hanky, yeah. and I'm, not, I'm talking about the, it's made out of, you know, fabric, cotton or something, mm. is, how many times do you use that? I don't mean like, do you throw it away? I know you can wash these things. No, this
0: I'm, is my question. Yeah. You, you get it out, you got a drawer full of these disgusting things. You stick one in your pocket, you go, oh, I got to blow my nose, you pull it out, you blow your nose. How many more of those can you do in the working day before you retire and get a different one? Right? Is that the question? yeah yeah I don't know but it's totally gross and then here's my question it's like when you're getting your laundry together like I get my laundry together like a gentleman like I, I, I pair my socks you know mm-hmm. I, I, I do all kinds of things to make it easy now when you're putting handkerchiefs into the laundry do you scrape out the boogers I've never heard anyone address this because my, my sense is that somebody is putting several a week's worth of handkerchiefs full of boogers into a basket and then having it washed with their family's clothes and I'd like to learn more about that what's your sense I, I don't know. This is... This I don't is... put other kinds of trash in there. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I didn't finish this macaroni and cheese. I better put it in with the underwear. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. they wash it in that hot water. Well, the hot water is supposed to be the thing that purges yeah, but it, like, that th- it. but then that's like a kind of meta-booger. It becomes a kind of transit. It's just going to move uh, all yeah, the... It booger-
1: washes, washes the streets clean
0: of, of all yeah, the, what, what uh, are the these, trash. Yeah, The real rain's going to come. Yeah. Gosh, Dan, I'm really sorry about all of this. That's a good movie. Hallucinating. I can't watch the last 20
1: minutes of that movie. The part where he writes, writes to his parents? Yeah. It's a, starting at that point to the end of it with the Mohawk and everything. I, I don't know. It just, it's disturbing. You know, it is just
0: intense. It is intense. And his, uh, those shots, those little like jumpy shots that he does, I don't know what they call that in the industry, <sighs> yeah. but I know it's not a jump shot, but those where there's like, a sudden erratic movement. A jump the cut. A jump? No. I think you have to give a match shot or a <laughs> match point. <laughs> match point. Could be a, a test match in cricket. Yeah. Mm. We we're watching um what were we watching? Oh my gosh. We were watching, I think we were watching Top Chef. And I swear to God, one of the sprint phones they had on there looked, looked like a cricket bat. So funny. Sometimes the only consolation I can get when I'm sick is watching uh reality cooking shows. What do you do when you're sick? Like, do you, do your does your family know to leave you alone? Do you really want to know what I did yesterday? Yeah. I will tell you what I did. Do it. So as we record this, it's Tuesday. Okay. Sunday night. I was suddenly overtaken. It went from, I think I might be getting sick to, Oh my God, this is really, really bad. Rapid onset. That's right. You get a hot towel, some soup. What's the line?
1: (laughs) Why don't you wrap a hot towel around your head? (laughs) Right? (laughs) You shouldn't be throwing anything with your back.
0: (laughs) You know, I met him and he's take a bath and wrap Pick a hot towel
1: around your head, and wrap a hot towel you know around my head. Like
0: before you'd read, before you'd read that interview, did you know I'd met Jeffrey Jones? I did not know that. A great interview with you. Thank you. Um, but it, I, it went. It's it's one of those things where I, I, you know you can like whistle past the graveyard, but it became very clear that I was a, a very sick man, and so basically from I think I want to say probably I don't even remember to be honest. I, I took some cold medicine, and and basically Sunday night through yesterday evening Mm -hmm. i was in bed the entire time except to take four showers and a bath i came out at like at like my family had been home for a while i came out it was like six six or six o'clock or something like that and and the coffee was still sitting there in the coffee thing getting ready to be made i'd forgotten to make coffee because i went back to bed and i was delirious most of the time and i had football glands
1: i had something weird happen to me in san francisco strangely not long after our meeting hmm where I, I, I was, uh, this was the day before I was leaving, Thursday. And I was, uh, I was, it started to feel weird, started to feel like I, you know, how you get those uh, chills, like maybe yeah, there's a feeling. Fever. Yeah. And, and by the, I, you know, and I kept going, kept working through it. And by that evening, it, it, you, I just got this overwhelming feeling of just, it was food poisoning is what it was. But there oh, was no, no, there was no, uh, No other indications other than than feeling. In other words, again, we're saving because people don't want to hear this, but there there was nothing being expelled from my body in any way, but all of the symptoms of that were there and it was terrible. And then like not 24 hours from when it started, I was feeling completely awful. I couldn't function. I was just like sitting there and like, oh, how am I going to fly on the airplane like this and everything else? And then it was like someone snapped uh, their fingers and I said, oh, I feel better now. And the, it was wow. completely gone. It was almost like to the 24-hour mark, like they say, a 24-hour thing. It was
0: fine. That's so really weird. weird. Are you, you're, leaving, you're leaving out a lot of details, right? The,
1: well, I'm, there was one point where I was you know, completely nauseous and couldn't
0: walk, and it
1: was terrible. Did, you, did and, you have a
0: man on the boat? Nope. Not at all? Nope. You, you don't do that? It's like boogers. So you like to just save them up?
1: No, I would have I done that, but it didn't need, didn't need to happen. There's a tummy ache, but you didn't need to sit down? No, I wanted to. I thought that would help, but it didn't help. It wasn't necessary. Couldn't make it. Uh... I bet you don't like doing that in a hotel room. I don't care. Yeah, it's their problem now. Yeah, like that whole range. place, like it's scorched earth to me <laughs> when I'm done with it. Like I don't like that's that's the most freeing feeling in the whole world is being in a hotel. But think room.
0: about how many dozens of other people had that same feeling with much care. more profound. By health the problems. time, look, you've seen Gattaca. Yeah, you know how
1: he'd be in there scrubbing. And yeah. then he'd hit the button, and everything would be like incinerate. That's what I imagine they do after I leave a hotel room. I think that's probably what they do for most people. Yeah, sure. That's That's why it's clean when you get in there.
0: I was looking at my Amazon wish list, and I saw I, I, a long time ago, I'd added that flashlight that you got. Are you still using your poop flashlight? You know, I forgot on the last trip, but it's it. it I get
1: a headache from using it if I use it too much, so I have to use it sparingly.
0: <laughs> You, your condition is complex. Yeah, well, it's I. I'm light sensitive. If I look at
1: the uh, black light, I get a, a splitting headache. If I spend too much time,
0: but you don't have to sit down.
1: I didn't this time. That's all I'm good. saying.
0: Oh, good for you, Dan. My daughter won't blow her nose, and now she's sick. I, I uh, all day long. Oh, that's no, awesome. does she have a fever too? Yeah. Well, they're home today. I think they they started a new season of Top Chef without me. Not that I'm angry. Oh my god. But um, I, um, yeah, I sat around all day when I wasn't hallucinating that I was an orc. I was thinking about how I really, really, really hoped that she uh, wasn't going to have this. Because mm-hmm. the only thing worse than me having this is her having this. It's mm-hmm. just, yes. You know, when you're a kid, you get sick. So, saying, you know what? Let's talk about something else. Yeah, really. About, um, you want to do a sponsor? Huge week. <clears throat> gosh, who, who would we gift? Who, 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 who would we honor? With, uh, with being the first sponsor on an episode. A very important episode like this.
1: We have three sponsors, and uh, you know I could just flip a coin here. A three-sided coin? You're going to be able to really, really riff on two of them. So we'll start with BusyCal. Love it. Let me explain what this is. Uh, BusyCal is an alternative to the built-in calendar app on OS 10, and it takes the pain out of managing your schedule. And there's so many little things... From the, the little meat stacks and and beyond that you don't have to worry about with this thing. And here's here's what I'm saying. I have so many calendars. Should I just go over the list of calendars that we have? I here? guess. We have to manage. Is this interesting? We'll see. All right. I have BusyCal right here. I've got my uh, work calendar. I've got my personal calendar. And one of those goes one way, one is on the other. I have two. One They're both Google apps. So one is the 5 by 5 one. One is like my, my family one that's my personal calendar stuff i've got an, an event that's uh, like events the things that happen here in the in the office because we share the office i've got an events one of like these are things going on like uh, austin comic-con is this weekend i'm not i'm probably not going to it but it's an event it's happening so we've got that calendar i got um my account manager's calendar i got a producer calendar i got a calendar of the live shows i got running network sponsorships i got back to work sponsorships i got a, a trip one a vacation one for some reason i have moises's calendar on here. I've got the holidays. I got weather. I got a family calendar because of you. I have, you know, all of this stuff. (laughs) And, you know, I don't, I want to be able to easily toggle these things on and off so I can customize the view that I have. I want it it, in a very unobtrusive way. I want to be able to, and you can do all of this stuff with busy Now, So far what I've described is that uh, is, is stuff you would just expect a calendar to be able to do. You can color code everything. You can You can control, are you looking at the day, week, the month? Do you have it in a list so that shows what's upcoming? All of this stuff is built in, but then you can go to the next level. With this kind of calendar, and this is where the the, the Merlin kind of functionality uh, gets in. But before you do that, I want to mention that uh, th- this is BusyCal 2.5. It's a free upgrade, free update if you're a BusyCal 2.0 customer. If not, this is a really great time to get in. It's fully compatible with Mavericks. It has support for Exchange in it now. It's stable. It's reliable. It's actually fun to use, and uh, and you can get it for a 30 day trial. See if you like it from BusyMac. .com. And when you're ready to buy, you can buy it from them. You can buy it from the Mac app store. It's your choice. But uh, the main thing to know, fully compatible with Apple calendar on OS 10 and on iOS, it syncs with iCloud. It syncs with Google calendar. It just all happens automatically. You got the custom views Merlin's going to tell you about. You got to do's, you got all this. So n- n- tell me about the stuff you like to do with it, which is really, really I haven't cool.
0: done. I haven't, um, I haven't dove diving. I haven't dive. I haven't dive into, into um, the custom views as much as I, I probably should. But um, just in my little bit of use with that, I'll tell you what's great about that is that sometimes there's a, it's not as simple as saying, I want to see these calendars or, or this calendar or this calendar. Um, you know, in a lot of situations, you might only have one calendar. Yeah, And so you might want to do something. A real simple example would be to say, you, know, you know, try to be consistent. A lot of this is going to work better if you, if you as the user are consistent. But if you put something with your kid's name in it, as the title of the event, then you can do things like uh, show me all the events that have this this name in it. So that's one way to to have a very simple, consistent calendaring system. But then you can have a view where you just basically jump straight over on all my calendars. Show me anywhere that my kid's name appears. That's one easy way to do it. It also lets you do stuff with tags. If you're a tagging type person, you can put tags into items. Um, you know, uh, that's, that's, that's a little nerdy. But if you do that, boy, it's going to work great for you. Always tag things with meeting, Skype, call, uh, errand whatever whatever works for you you could really do you know a big part of a if most of what you do involves going places you could do a pretty great gtd like system with this without having to have a million calendars mm-hmm. a couple of things i really like um it's got the, the natural language they call it creating a quick event mm-hmm. where you can go in and the example they give here is movie at 7 p.m on friday There's a little plus button right there up in the top bar um i do that with fantastical i do that in here I I just you know, the bar has been raised. Like there's so much great stuff that's available in a million places. And BusyCal is like this beautiful Borg that like it just it takes all this functionality from all these different places and then makes it easier to use and prettier to use. I love that. Um there's one that's a little obscure, but I find myself I don't know. I don't know if you're like me, but like periodically, I'll find myself suddenly going, "Wait a minute! Something happened. There was a syncing thing. I re-signed into something, and now I've got a million copies of all my events." This has probably never happened to you. <laughs> uh, I don't get it as much as I used to a few years ago, but I will still sometimes, just for no particular reason, I'll, like I'll go back and I'll notice a few months back, "Wow, I got duplicates of all these events." Under Help, the Help menu, look at that little thing there. Mm-hmm. Find duplicates click Find Duplicates. It's just hidden right away in there, no big deal. And it will go through, and in my experience, very correctly and with much confidence, it will go in and find all the things that are, that are duplicate events and delete uh, the one that doesn't need to be there, which is just such a huge time saver. You know, no matter how good the app is, if the data in there isn't any good, then, you know, you're entering a world of pain. Uh, I thought, I think that's <laughs> Shomer Shabbos. Shomer Shabbos. Do not smoky. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Market eight, dude. Anyway, I love this app, and it's, Carol, one is, thing
1: I want to tell— one thing that you've talked yes. about in the past—that I just want to mention. That some of this sounds complicated, but it's really, really not. the The one feature that sets BusyCal so apart from anything else out there that that makes it so useful for me when I'm trying to figure out, okay, what do I have to do today is having smart filters and the smart filters are it's like a two three click thing it's like making a smart playlist in itunes and um and basically what 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 you do is uh you you go and uh and 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 create a, a very simple filter and if you're consistent with your naming like for example if when you're making an appointment you say call with merlin you know call with roddy whatever it is you can set up a smart filter that just looks through the entire event for the word call and that way you can say, what calls do I have? It's going to show you all the calls for that day or that week or that month or whatever. And, uh, and, and, and basically, uh, now, okay, now I know what calls I have upcoming. You can do the same thing with put down lunch or meeting or whatever the thing is that you want to know shows live shows, you can do this and then you can have your whole calendar be completely customized and, uh, and, and show you all of these things in a way that makes sense in a way that's, it's not searching, I mean, it is searching behind the scenes, but it's not running a search to see. It's just like calls. What do I have? That little thing is so powerful.
0: It's a lot. It's a lot like perspectives. In uh, Omnifocus, which I understand is a really good product too, um, that ability to say well here 's a bunch of, of stuff that I want to jump into very quickly i wouldn't want to have to go and conduct this particular byzantine search that mm-hmm. would be fiddly i don 't want to have to go do that manually all the time, but to quickly jump into just show me every event that has my kid 's name in it that 's really fast, and it really is that quick you 're not, you're not risking you know messing everything up by trying to like com- you know command click a bunch of discontiguous stuff and, and risk, you know, you know what I mean? I always feel like it's a little risky when I'm trying to do stuff live with data like that. Oh, yeah. This makes it really easy. It's all semantic. But, you know, just one Merlin Mann tip here is to, to, to leverage this stuff, this also gets you into better habits. Yes, it gets you into the habit of saying, I need to put stuff in here. If I'm going to do it, this guy should go in there. But then also consistent naming. You and I have talked about how much we enjoy that calendar. Is it Calendars 5 on, yeah. the, on iOS? yeah. Where if you have used the word call, if you have used the word Skype, if you have used the word meeting, it knows to put the... what It has what a little icon, tiny little icon on there, yeah. Yeah, so even though these are completely different apps, that good habit is going to pay you back everywhere you go. Um, so, I, mean, I you know, all, all you got to know about this BusyCal, I mean, first of all, <laughs> if you use Exchange, you need to get BusyCal because now you can do Exchange with BusyCal. That is huge. But the other thing is, like, everywhere else you go, you're going to keep wishing you could get back to BusyCal because it's so much prettier, it's so much easier, it's so much more powerful. You get an entire complement of my metadata, so you can have there's a URL that's associated with the main event but then there's my URL, so if there's stuff that you want that your everybody that's shared the event doesn't see, you can have your own notes for a meeting that nobody else sees mm-hmm. all kinds of great stuff like that, it's a, it's a power user app that really should be for everybody, because the experience even if you're just doing the most basic stuff so much prettier, so much easier, so much more reliable um, I love this app, I love this company
1: Sounds a little like Steve Ballmer at the end
0: I really I love this company. I keep mentally confusing him with Rob Ford now. Different person. Not awful. I know, I know. Different, Different country. So, uh where where should people go to learn more about the busy busy Cal Dan? The best <clears throat> place to go for this
1: other than just replaying this this part of the episode over and over until you literally man, if you go to busymac, busymac.com, that's the you right? I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. I meant to hit the dingus. I don't have that's my thing right. here.
1: That's it, busymac.com. Go there. I think they have busycal.com too.
0: Busymac.com slash busycal will take you there as well. So check out this app. It really is great. So our, our thanks to, uh, to BusyMac, uh, the makers of BusyCal, for busy sponsoring the busy episode and supporting 5 by 5 and Back to Work. Done. Boom. <laughs> you were so weird to
1: see without your bell. You would gesture toward a, a, a bell that wasn't there. It's sort of like a phantom
0: phantom, phantom bell
1: syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where is ringing sound? Norm. Anyway. (laughs) Woo! Woo! Boy. Orc
1: hallucinated. Orc hallucinations. Orc? Orc. Hallucinations.
0: Orc hallucinations. Okay, we got lots of of, uh, fake follow-up. Oh, man, you're killing me. You don't like that? (sighs) Yes, I like that. Um... Uh, Dan, Dan? Yes. Uh, Dan? Yes. Where, where could people, uh, if they're so inclined, um, find show notes for this episode of the program? Oh, yes. The old show notes. You go to 5 where? by f- 5 The old show notes. Let me tell you
1: where to find
0: where? them.
1: 5x5.tv slash B as in brethren, 2 as in the number, W as in waterfowl slash <laughs> 146. Duck. It's <laughs> not you got to remember. Waterfowl. Speaking Dan. of which, the Carter Trumpet fowl. Swan, uh mm-hmm. underrated book. Swan, Trumpet Swan, the Trumpet Swan, or something, the Trumpet of the Swan, or something. Go check it out. I think you're hallucinating, Dan. What is? What is that? Is a book? It's a children's book. Children's book. Let I me mean, hmm. hold on. Trumpet Swan.
0: Trumpet Swan, Dan. While we're at it, you know we um, the Trumpet of the, want... hmm. Trumpet of the Swan. Trumpet of the Swan. It's by E.B. E. 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 White. I'm not familiar with this work. You ever heard of Charlotte's Web? Which one? Charlotte's Web. I think you think of Tim berners Lee. <laughs> Tim berners Lee, not not Brenda Lee. Brenda Lee's the singer. C.S. Lewis. Yes, I like the Lion. I like the Witch. Not a fan of the
1: Wardrobe. We're ju- we're reading that, and then you know what? the You know what? The Harper Collins that for a
0: while there. That sounds like it's slow going.
1: Well, we're on the second one now, but you know, Harper Collins really shafted me. Me too, and I'm upset about. Well, I know I did you, uh, but I'll, I'm a little upset about it. I'd like to explain what's going on here and tell me what you think of this. Have you read the uh, Chronicles of Narnia?
0: Yeah, All when I was a kid,
1: okay. I read. Excuse me,
0: um, I read. Uh, I, I've read uh, at least a couple of the books when I was in like junior high.
1: All right. Well, so the the order of uh, um, the, the so the Chronicles of Narnia. For those who don't know, uh, the uh, these these are a series of books that that were written. Gosh, I think they were written maybe in nineteen fifty. Yeah, like the 50s, okay? And they've, they've sold very, very well. And the original publication date, this is the way that they were written, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, one. Two, Prince Caspian. Three, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Uh, four, The Silver Chair. Five, The Horse and His Boy. Six, The Magician's Nephew. And seven, The Last Battle. And I am one of those who insists that they should be read in the order of publication only because that's the order I read them when I was a kid. But then apparently Harper Collins now has the rights to these things and they switched them up and put them into chronological order so that they now go into the order, uh, that, uh, that, that they would have happened, you know, like if you went and switched up, remember how they did that with the Godfather, a Godfather saga?
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's, that's fun for a power user, but you shouldn't experience, you should experience the art in its original format. That's what I think. Yeah, in the right order. Yeah. Oh, that's frustrating. I do that a lot with comics where I, where I get a collection of comics and I have to read that tiny, tiny, tiny print at the beginning to try and figure out when they actually came out. You ever do that with a trade where you got to say originally published in and then there's those like six point letters yeah. about when it came out yeah well i wonder why they wouldn't do that dan that's that seems
1: silly i don't know why but anyway so i went and like a like a schmuck i bought this uh this uh horse and his boy and what all <laughs> cash really cares about is find out you know like uh, how does edmund turn into a dragon like that's all mm-hmm. he wants to do so
0: idiot i had a little box set you know remember, it used to be get, get like three paperbacks and a little cardboard box I had, like, what I guess would be probably, I don't know, I don't, I don't even remember, three or first three, four, five books in a little cardboard box. Yeah, there's, like, white
1: books with really cheesy drawings on them that yeah. re- looked really cool back in the day. Yeah, oh, weird
0: books. Well, that's frustrating, Dan. I don't know what to do about it. Um, uh... Is this what people, do you think? T-
1: yeah. Uh... We I mean, were both sick, and here we are, we're still doing a show. What do, what do you want?
0: Yeah, what do you want? What do you want from me? What do you want from Dan? Uh, uh, D. Sparks has his new book out. The Max Sparky uh, Email Field Guide is out. Oh, I know. It's big. Thick? It's really, it's really thick. It's, it's wide. It's, it's luxurious. It took it took me like an hour to download. <laughs> you know why? Because there's like 20 minutes of me talking on it. That's probably part of is it. Is it really? Yeah. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a really good book about email. And uh, D. Sparks, as usual, has done another uh, great job with this. And that actually is one of the parts I really enjoy in his books are... Um, it's an I, it's an iBook, is that the right term for it? What do you call those books?
1: Yeah, like it's he uses iBooks to it's publish it. It's interactive. Yeah. I
0: I don't I I've given up trying to keep track of these names. Anyway, it's one of those it's got tons of multimedia. It's so many screencasts, screenshots. Um his screencasts, I mean boy, that's his medium. He is really I think he and Don McAllister, like two people who were like born to do screencasts. I think Don's yeah. one's kind of the master. That guy's yeah. amazing. But David does a fantastic job of uh Doing something that you mm, will take something that, that you can explain it to somebody, but when you see it on an actual screen with somebody competent doing it, it it's so much more useful. But also, he's got lots of uh, stuff in there, like he's got um, interviews, talking to people about email. Um, Serenity Caldwell, Rob Cordry, David Wayne, I think Gabe Weatherhead, yours truly, um, talking about email. Um, and it's a great book, like, like, like all of David's stuff. You should go out and get this. It's in the yeah. show notes for the episode. You can go and get it. Make sure you're on a, a nice fast connection when you're getting it because it is big. And I, I don't exactly understand this. This seems a little bit like some Disney magic, but apparently, turns out, uh, he has included a PDF version of the book right. with the iBook. This seems like a, they call it a Trojan horse. What do you call that, Dan? <laughs> is that, is that is it, what it's called? Is it an exploit? What do you call that? Where, uh, I guess in the back folder, door, back to work, back, Dif- back to work, no different kind of thing than you're thinking back door. It's what it's called. That was different. <laughs> right. And then, uh, you got a PDF. So if you want to look at that on your Android device, uh, you can do that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So what? Anyway, uh, did I make that I'm a little sick? No, I'm feeling much better. I really am. I, I might have some more coffee after a while. This coffee's cold. Ooh. Oh, it's really cold. Um, I don't have too much other stuff, but the last episode was weird, Dan. The last like four episodes have been really weird. Do you think we still got it? Oh yeah, I mean people people are writing
1: in saying that these are the best episodes we've ever done. Are they are they medicated or are they incarcerated? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Is a privilege day they <laughs> get, get to watch the podcast? Jeez, are they allowed pretty... out
1: and all they get to do is listen to the to the show? <laughs> and then they, uh, I don't know. We can do a make we can do makeup episode. Let's
0: do that. Let's do a make. Gonna <laughs> do makeover. Make good. Make good. Keep everyone happy. I'll <clears throat> well, mention in passing. Um, uh, our old friend uh, John Gruber had me on his podcast, the uh, the talk show, the other day, and I thought it was really fun. I always enjoy talking to John. You know, I miss your show. You guys, I, I still miss that show. That I miss was, it too. Missing every I know, day. But I mean, uh, I, I just for what it's worth, I, I still. Uh, I don't know. You guys had, had, had such a weird thing on there, and I, I, I miss it, but it's always nice to talk to John, and uh, we had a pretty good, pretty long conversation, believe it or not. We talked about slides. We talked a lot about presentations. We talked about how the Philadelphia Art Museum uh, stole a bunch of modern art. Uh, we talked about Malcolm Gladwell, turns out. Uh, we talked about the new iPads. Anyway, that's really good. You can check that out over on the Mule Radio Network. That's in show notes. It's like two hours long though. I think I think Syracuse has a record. A couple couple episodes ago, Syracuse talked to John for like I think it was like two and a half hours. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was good. It was about Mavericks and stuff. Sounds like a good listen. I mentioned on you know what, I'm not gonna get into it. Nobody cares. Does your five crash? Uh not not that, not that often. Is yours? Okay. Nope. maybe. Yes.
1: Is this the kind of show where we would talk about iPads? I would talk about iPads happily.
0: Because yeah, uh them. uh
1: I have I got one of the the iPad uh Airs.
0: Okay. Okay, we could talk about that. Let me let me uh, Is that
1: what people tune in for? Cuz I want to talk about how I'm working with this thing. I've heavily influenced from uh, Andy Anako, who's now uh, has no other computers devices or even a car anymore he just uses his ipad for everything and i was it this heavily influenced me and i wanted to run it by hmm. you and see and uh, see what found has
0: a 994a he got at the mit flea market that's that he right for you have to
1: get there very early in the morning yeah, and then early have a multi-tool and they rip off uh, a piece of paper and you write your name on it and that way one person sleeps you know, and wakes up
0: so what <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that's right <laughs> um <laughs> what has happened to the show? Um, <clears throat> and I want to mention, because uh, I want to mention The World's End at least once every week, that the I think the official actual Blu-ray version of The World's End is now out. But And this is good. But if you go to show notes, you can see in show notes a link to buy your copy of The World's End on the iTunes store. And what you should do, maybe, if you're really smart and cool and you want to be up to speed on this, you know what? Screw that. Don't worry about being smart and cool. Just uh, if you want to be really entertained, you can get the whole Cornetto Three Flavors Trilogy on iTunes for $24.99, which is crazy. That means you get, it means you get Dan, it means you get Shaun of the Dead, you get Hot Fuzz, and you get The World's End. And my goodness, are those ever three awfully good movies. And so I just want to make sure, because uh, I, I, I want this movie to sell a lot of copies. I want people to keep giving Edgar Wright lots of exciting work, because he's yeah. one of the most gifted directors uh, today. Getting busy. My God. I'm telling you see like you know how you are with the with the film that's kind of how I am with the world's end right now because like every viewing I'm getting seeing more stuff that I didn't see before mm. it's and I, I don't know maybe I'm just at a place in life where I need to feel smart turns out, but that really um my gosh, what a rewarding movie that is and also it related to that in notes and please well I can't tell you what to do. It's your life. But I'm going to suggest listeners that you not read this until you've watched The World's End a couple times. Uh, film Crit Hulk had a really good um, review of The World's End. Very, very big review. And that's in show notes. Edgar Wright reposted it on his, uh, his site with permission uh, in upper lowercase, not just all uppercase, so it's a little easier to read. But uh, did you ever read Film Crit Hulk? No, I've never read that. I've ne- I believe I haven't even heard of it's it. It's Incredible Hulk doing film reviews. He does an incredibly touching, very long review of The World's End that gets out part of some of the stuff that makes it so special. Um, anyway, that's all out there. So, Edgar Wright, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, also in show notes, I put a link to uh, the, uh, 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 to um, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg's Star Wars. Mm. We should probably pause the show while you watch that.
1: All right, and I'll be right back.
0: Okay. Wow. What an
1: experience. Thank you I for a like that. Pretty funny. Not that's what you awesome. expected, right? I didn't. Yeah. It totally blew me away.
0: Totally it blew me away. Four minutes before the hour. We're back with Dan and Merlin in the morning. Woo, 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 <breath> <laughs> Right, right. Let's talk about the iPad. Why not? I was going to make a snarky remark, but I... Do it. I want to hear it. No, 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 no. do Do, do you mind taking cold medicine? I, yes, I, know, I, I do not my, take that. My friend that. John Roderick does not take cold medicine. No, I'll never take that. Why is that? Never take that. Moral? Philosophical.
1: Um, I, I'm n- no, uh, the, can we name brands on the show? Yes. Sudafed gives uh. me heart palpitations and makes <laughs> me feel insane. <laughs> and so I'm I don't take so that. Glad
0: You know that Dan, Oh my gosh, that's no good. See, boy, that was, that was me for 25 years was taking stuff like that. I me live the
1: palpitations. Oh, you like it. that. That's a sign oh, that
0: it's working. Oh man. I would, I, I I was, eat, I was eating a uh, ephedrine like baby peas. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I used to take that, and I'd no longer take it, and uh, I'm better you off. You don't want to be that person, right? It, it turns you into a person you don't want to be. The person who feels like he's dying. You ever get that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: feel like you're dying? Yeah, like, definitely. Like, you mean, wait, from the, taking the medicine or from not, usually, not taking the medicine? Like, like when, you, when you think you're, gonna, like you're, you're going, oh, wait, my heart's not supposed to do that. That's not right. Like I'm not a clinician, but I'm pretty sure that's that's an irregular rhythm. It's it's playing some kind of samba. I don't think it's supposed to do that. When it do,
1: like when it, it you get the it, like it'll yep. be beating, and then it'll kind of be like a but don't but don't but. Um, well, there's
0: a, like I, that. I, I, I'm given to believe this might be a pretty common thing for people who've taken uh, lots of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Speed stuff. Um, Amphetamines. Yeah, like, uh, what, no, what's the name of that whole class of, uh, things that get you charged up? Stimulants. Um, is that there's a horrible thing that happens when you're taking stimulants, especially when you're taking a lot of them over time. Mm-hmm. There's like this weird three-part thing that happens. It's very, very familiar to people, I think, where you go, first you go, there's a feeling. It's not, it's not a, not a physical feeling. It's an, oh boy, here it comes. You feel uh, like this emotional feeling. Really? I'm about to have a little heart thing. And then it goes, Kledoop. and that's number two. You get the weird like little right. extra thump or something yeah, like that. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, that. Yeah. And then part three is you're like, oh my gosh, I almost died just now. Like that was what well, that was, was not probably no. good. Apparently that's your heart trying to reset its rhythm. Mm. that's what i've read
1: i I wrote it down and i read it but
0: it's the sound of your heart trying to reset its rhythm oh don't would that be a good banana rama (laughs) song now can you uh can you tolerate the Sudafed? can you take it i've been really into kylie minogue because of the world's end Mm -hmm. oh i love that stuff now here now you got to go get your driver's license if you want that stuff yeah, I miss you know. Now that I'm off the uh, off the stimulants, it's uh, I miss it. I miss I miss the heartbeat. Do you reset the heartbeat? Can you hear that? You could hear that, right? Are your heart beating? No. When I'm done with this, I'm gonna write a Bananarama song. That's all I'm okay. saying. Yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy them, Bananarama? Yeah. Um, a- not so a- not a lot. Okay. Talk to me about your uh, iPad. All right, so. You know, Andy and Notco. soon after that, tell me about something you like.
1: Andy Nakko does this uh, show, The Anako Almanac, on 5 by 5 So I, I get, I've been influenced by him. We've done, I don't know how many episodes. Listen uh, to that,
0: listen to that wallet
1: episode. That's intense. He's serious about his wallet. Wallet people get serious about wallets. There's been 84 of these episodes. And we've talked a lot about different devices. And Andy, you know, very famously made a switch from being an iPhone guy to i think he's got a couple android phones moto x i think is the the main one that he's carrying around and you know, it's always so. It's always very interesting for me to hear because he's always in my mind. He was the Apple guy, you know. Like I remember whenever I would read MacWorld, flip to the back page, and that'd be his article on the back page every every time, you know. And and he'd write other pieces. And so to see him make this change, I was like, oh, okay, maybe there's some other good stuff happening outside of the Apple ecosystem. And I still have an iPhone and uh, toyed with the idea before the 5S came out of maybe making a switch, but but I so I've got a Nexus Seven tablet that's the small. You know, it's in what I would call a small form factor tablet. I've got an iPad mini that I got when it came out that I, I absolutely never use. And I always like the iPad, the regular iPad size and the retina screen. But long story short, I wound up having to give it to Cash because his, he needed a new one. He had the original first iPad and the games and, and, and pro software that we wanted for him, like the Phonics stuff uh, couldn't run on it. So, okay, I gave him my iPad 3 and I've been without an iPad for a long time. So I really wanted to try this thing, really wanted to go in and try an Air, and you pick, I went in the store, picked up an Air, and I was like, man, this thing, they f- this to me feels like the first, this is what they wanted to make when they made the first iPad, was the iPad Air. And they couldn't mm-hmm. do it, they didn't have the technology, they didn't have the production, they didn't have the miniaturization, the heat, the battery, whatever, but this is the first real iPad, I'll say that. Like, the other when ones you, when were When you pick it up, I'm
0: sorry to interrupt, but when you pick it up and hold it in your hand, yeah. before you even play with it, like, this is what an iPad should feel like. Yes, is that right it's the right weight it's balanced it feels
1: it feels and looks and works and it's and it's fast and the battery life is amazing like this is the thing that uh that that Apple wanted to make when they were first doing the iPad and they said you know like like you often hear of like an inventor and they're saying like this is what we'll have one day and right now this is the closest I can get to it but one day we'll make this thing smaller and the computer will no longer fill a whole room it'll be something on someone's you know desk or maybe in their garage you know well like this is the iPad that they have been working toward it's fast it's wonderful and uh and so what I've done again following Andy's lead I've been, uh, I'm right. Don't, I don't want to go into this, but I'm writing something again. And I wanted to try creating a different kind of because I, my biggest problem, and we've talked about this too on the computer, is uh, it's so, I can't, it's a constant struggle of, of fighting against distraction on the computer. Uh, and even when you quit iChat and you, you close your email application down, there's all these other things. You want that distraction free. For me, like that really matters. Like it really matters to me to have the distraction free thing. And I thought, well, you know what? i could I could write in pages or by word on. Um, on iOS and see what that's like. I could have a device that is by design just going to do one thing at a time. And plus, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of other things. So it, it, listen to what, how this affected me. I'm writing more with this thing. I got the little Bluetooth keyboard, the regular Apple Bluetooth keyboard. Cause we have a bunch of them here in the studio. I took one of these things. I, I paired it up and I'll just sit down on, and if I'm going to type something, I'll type on that. iCloud syncs everything up for me. So I don't have to worry about what's going where. And not only that, Guess what I've done? You're going to freak out. Hmm. I have even moved now to buying most of my comics uh, and reading them mostly digital now mm-hmm. because because I love this device so much. The battery is great. I can have this thing after a long day. It feels it's a completely different kind of feeling uh, of, of an experience. I've talked about this before, but all of this is really coming together for me with this particular iPad. I never hesitate to bring it with me somewhere if I think I'm going to need it because it's so lightweight and the battery is so good and i did spend the extra money and i got the uh the Verizon one so like it you can just get internet wherever it is it's totally changed the whole game for me so interesting and and i you know i'm i'm definitely the when i travel or when i go somewhere there're certain things i find i need to do that i can't do right now with an ipad for example If I need to write some code and deploy that from my local machine with Capistrano and GitHub and, you know, deploy to one of the servers, you can't, you can, you can get kind of, there's, there's some, you know, monkey do hoops you can jump through to kind of make that happen on in, in in a production environment, but not really, I sometimes need to stream uh, the the audio from a show when I'm traveling, like when we were in the, the new Relic studio, that I was streaming it from my laptop, you know? And then I might need to do some audio editing work, a Pro Tools or, or a Logic-type thing that you pro- really can't really do in, in GarageBand. So there's still, a, like, two or three things that I really need a, a true laptop for, but man, it's getting close. It's getting really, really close. And if I didn't have these sort of edge-case things, I, I I could have, like, an iPad as my only machine when I'm not, you know, sitting in front of uh, audio stuff and writing code and recording.
0: Um, that's a big deal as, for me. Sure. Well, I understand that you couldn't do <clears throat> nearly as much active development stuff or creating new stuff, but can't you just use a one of the many excellent command line apps to do your stuff from the terminal? I I've, I've got a couple of those that are that combined with screens, uh, you know, with screens I can get get to a Mac anywhere and do stuff on the iPad or similar. And then uh I'm trying to remember, I haven't done this, haven't had to do this in a while, but there's a couple different really good, uh, you know, CLI uh, apps that you could use. The one I really like is Prompt from from Panic, that's my favorite one. Oh yeah, that's, that is, that's absolutely the one, I, I haven't had cause to use that in a while, but the first time I got that thing up, what is it, it's just port 22, right? Yeah, port 22, so you SSH into wherever. Yeah, you just go, but the first time I did that, it felt like magic. Um and it works pretty great and it's and what's nice about it is if you've got a keyboard you're going to be fine but if you don't have a keyboard they've added some nice stuff to account for the fact that you have a touch interface to make things a little easier on you cuz obviously you're just going to be typing the whole time but um
1: and could, screens could, screens is the is that the Adovia software
0: uh I'm not sure who makes it but that's just I've tried a million of them that's just the one that I have running right now but that runs on whatever the VNC is mm-hmm. yep um so what is VNC is? I forget what port. I don't know what port. It's a higher port. But it, um, but yeah, and and that's, you know, that can be a little, little pokey, but stuff like some of the things that I run as part of my business papers, uh, I need, I'll need to like uh, quit a runaway Python process or something. (laughs) So, and I, 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 you know, I don't know how to do the whole like PS thing. I've never really understood that. So I just thought I can explain that to you. That would be great. Of course. Well, here's how I do it now. I'm at home. I open up screens, I log in, I log in, I go in and go to uh, activity monitor and look for the Python process that's taking 90%, <laughs> and I force quit it, and then I restart the application This part of my business paper. I
1: actually know the Python uh, app that you're talking about. Well, so let me explain PS. Have you had that? I have had that. Yeah, you know, cherry will make a grown man cry. I, I've heard that. It's okay, like, so like, PS is a Unix command. It stands for uh, P process S status. And it will show the currently running processes on a Unix or Unix-like system. Uh, Different from something like HTOP or TOP, which is going to show like like, real-time view of all the processes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what's always the top process in TOP? TOP. Boom.
1: Well, anyway, P.S., is going to show the processes that you personally have running. And then depending on the flavor of Unix or Linux or whatever that you're running, uh, you can, you can specify things like you can do a dash capital U and put a, a, a username or that kind of thing. It, anyway, there, there are tons and tons of different options, but PS. So like the main one that you'll see the sysadmins doing, especially if they're using the BS flavor of PS, uh, B, BSD rather. Sorry. See, I'm sick. Uh, you can type PS space WAUX. And that'll show you, like, pretty much all of the processes that are running. And then you can grep out the ones that you want using pipe, grep, and then whatever it is. So if you wanted to see, you know, Python. So you could type P-S space W-A-U-X space pipe space grep space Python. And it would show you all the Python processes that are running. Anyway, that's the kind of... Give me that of, again. P-S. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm assuming you're, you're probably going to do this on a, on a Mac. So you There's would type bash. P-S space W-A-U-X space... And then you're going to pipe symbol, grab Python. And it's going to show you, you know, what whatever's happening with, uh, with Python. You could even type P Y and it'll, it'll show you some things. You can try that with a finder and it'll show you. And so then what, like, if you just, if everyone listening, since they're all Mac users, you do that and grab finder with capital F it'll show you something like it'll have your your username mine's dan and then it'll show you the process the process id in my case it's 176 and it'll show you a bunch of other numbers it's, you can you kill yeah. is that right yeah and then and then it'll show you like system library core services finder.app/contents/macos finder and you can do kill Space and then depending on what kind of how how nice you want to be, you could do kill minus nine. You could do kill minus uh, hup h u p to to a capital H capital U capital P to restart it, or dash capital T E R M to terminate it nicely or kind of nicely. All of these are different things you can do to kill that process and then restart it. Uh, anyway, that's P S. Okay.
0: That's I appreciate that. I don't, now that, don't forget word. about the dash e f.
1: So if you're in a posix uh, system, it's going to be dash
0: e F instead of W A U. I will not X. forget that. Don't forget that. Um but how how close okay so well, here, one thing that's interesting is it sounds like you've made this turn hmm, to decide to do more writing at a fortuitous time. Like you've made that you've made that decision I, you know, who knows? But I mean, it could be getting, I don't know if getting the iPad Air made you want to do that more, but it sounds like good timing because you were mentally, you were cognitively ready to do more writing. Yeah. And so the day you turned this thing on, you started thinking of that as the place where you would do writing stuff. That that must help. Do, do you follow? Totally. In other words, you could you got you got iPads out the ass right now. You could go just go grab an iPad and make that your writing thing. But there was something about the arrival of this one that was the right timing. It was and good so now, timing. It was good timing. You took it out of the box and this is your writing iPad. Yeah, like
1: very much and, and and more reading because it's it's easier to hold. It's lighter to hold. And now the real decision. I was I was waiting and kind of thinking maybe I'll get one of these uh, Retina Minis. But the weight difference between the the Retina Mini and the regular iPad Air, which is a Retina, of course, it's so minimal now. Uh, that, of course, I want, for me, I want the bigger screen. Hmm. So I got the the one with the bigger screen. I have almost never used my mini because the screen, for me, I just, my, you know, I wear glasses. I just want something that's going to be as clear as possible. But as far as, like, writing code, after I tweeted that I was using uh, the iPad for, for doing code and for doing writing, a lot of people were asking me, what am I using? There's something called Textastic. Which is a code editor for ipad it has it's pretty uh, amazing it really is and uh and 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 you can tell that the guy that that makes this is a, is a developer i mean they 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 have built this and it has like it
0: has sftp it has dropbox it has uh reminds me a little bit dev. of I don't know if I want to say coda, but something Panic would do. Like it's very canny about doing what you're able to do, given the constraints of that environment, such that right. it, little bits of what you do in te- textastic text is that right? Textastic. Yeah, textastic. It feels like it feels a little bit like magic. It really does, and you
1: know. So when you get into having the kind of systems that that I have, where you, the the process for like a typical Rails developer is, you have your code stored in GitHub, and you have a. um you, you've you've cloned a copy down and you're working on it. Maybe you're in a branch, maybe you're working in the master. You commit your code, you push your code back up to GitHub, and then you run the cap deploy command. And what that will do is on your local system, it will, cap is short for Capistrano, it's going to talk to the remote servers that you have to deploy to your local machine will talk to them and execute commands on them. And one of those commands is telling it, pull from this GitHub repository and and, and clone it out and then restart the process on the server and blah, 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 and maybe run migrations on the database and that kind of thing. To do that, you need to have a computer that has the Rails environment and that also has like, uh, like, like the ability to execute those remote commands over SSH. So this is where it gets kind of tricky because there, there isn't at least, and, and please somebody in the audience tell me if you have a good one. Uh, and, and I'm hoping and waiting that Textastic maybe will eventually have this feature. Right now, they've got support for SFTP, they've got Dropbox, they've got that kind of thing. What they don't have is the ability to um, push and pull to GitHub. I know why. That's probably a huge pain in the neck uh to, to integrate that, because you've basically got to build a full-on implementation of Git, and and who knows how hard that would be to integrate into an app. I have no idea. I, I, I imagine it's pretty hard, because there are, like, GitHub or Git clients that you can do, but, you know, it it's not like you can, like check something out to the file system on your iPad and then open it with te- textastic. That's what you have a computer for. It doesn't quite work that way. So in order for me to do the kind of remote coding just on an iPad that I would like to be able to do, what that means is that I would need a server or a remote computer sitting there. So the process would be like, edit the files SFTP those files up to the remote server, use something like prompt to SSH to the remote server, check in the code there via prompt, and run the CAP deploy commands from that machine or that server uh, after pushing it that way. So it's like... I could do it that way, but it's just its just not worth the hassle. But to,
0: you've got so many that. Mac Minis around.
1: Couldn't you just have one up that's just for that purpose? Well, I, I do, and I could use it like that, but it, it feels like jumping through hoops and in something that I wish wasn't quite so hard. You know, write some code and knowing that i can't really test the code locally cuz i don't have a rails development locally i can't run a local server of it so i've got to sftp that code back up to the server maybe that remote server is is running the code so i can in development mode so i can look at it there and check it and if it's good then ssh over and and commit the code and push the code and deploy the code and then try it locally it's a, it's a lot it's a lot so i still have a computer when i need to do
0: that got it you know and the streaming streaming is yeah. the same thing Well, I mean, in trying to to plan for these, not really, but I mean, in trying to plan for these things sometimes, um, I I feel like sometimes we can be a little short-sighted about looking too closely into the past rather than looking a little further into the future. And sometimes, you know, I guess I feel like with the Apple stuff, it's a sure sign that I'm an Apple dope is that <laughs> I, I I like to buy the, high, toward the higher end, whatever's available. Uh, just, you know, and not necessarily I get the tiny, tiny, tiny bit more processor. Like I don't, that, that, that part doesn't mean that much to me, but lots of Ram, lots of space, you know, lots of um, space to put stuff on the device. Um, but in that case, why do I say that about past versus future? Because you, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. You don't know if Dextastic is going to change. You don't know what kind of cool stuff might come along. But the way the ecosystem works right now is so bananas that there might be something that comes along with Macs. There might be something that comes along with a web service. I, I can't even fantasize You know mm-hmm. what kind of I. Iftt, uh, you know, if this and that type of service or some kind of service might come along to make a lot of this stuff easier for you, and it just it doesn't exist yet. But you're going to be better positioned for that if you got a halfway decent iPad six months from now. You know what I mean? So it's hard to know when that's going to work, but just because it can't be perfect right now, it doesn't mean it's not worth making the leap a little bit. But does that? So do you take a MacBook Pro with you now when you go? When so, if you have to do this stuff in the streaming, you've got a MacBook Pro you take with you? Yeah,
1: I've got a 13 inch uh, MacBook Pro. That I take, and I, uh, what I've been basically doing uh, is, you know, like when I traveled and was in San Francisco, uh, when we recorded, you know, 13-inch MacBook Pro, and I'll usually bring a Griffin iMic along with me just in case I need uh, multiple inputs. And, uh, you know, then what I can do is I can use, I use NiceCast uh, to stream stuff when I'm on the road. We've got, a, a, a like, a, a hardware solution for that. Here, But I can plug in an audio input into my Mac and I can stream using NiceCast to broadcast the show or whatever show that we're doing uh, when when I'm remote, because a lot of places that I go, you know, you can't rely on what they have to have the custom configuration, custom setup that that we're going to need to stream something. Now, pretty soon I won't have to do that because we're going to have an engineer in the studio here who will be able to like say, Oh, Dan's in this city and the guest or, you know, co-host is in this other city. I'll just bring them both in, you know, right here as two remote Skypes and, and stream and record from right here. Then I can run Skype or whatever on the iPad and I'll be good to go. I won't, I won't need to bring anything and I just won't, won't be able to fix any code. (laughs) Right. Right. I'll have to do all the code editing in VI on a remote system, but then that's all right. uh, that's a holy grail. It's a holy grail.
0: It is. But it's interesting how, uh, there's, I can think of, especially with the way that I deal with media, uh, I, I can feel how, you know, I start out wanting to do a certain thing. Let's say this, the thing I start out wanting to do is watch a movie. Well, to watch a movie, I have to make sure the VCR is set up and plugged in and I take this VHS tape and I put it in and I rewind it. Let's, let's say that's, that's where this stuff started. Well, you know, then it's just funny how quickly that evolves to where, well, if the question really is, I just want to watch this movie. Well, I just want to watch this movie is a problem that can be solved a lot of different ways today. And it depends on how much I'm going to hew to my idea of how I should be watching that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, if you'd asked me what, four years ago, five years ago, I never would have imagined I'd be streaming stuff from my Apple TV. Right. I'm still kind of amazed that we get away with that bandwidth wise. Um, Yeah. It doesn't seem like it should work
1: yeah and like we have we have multiple apple tvs so like an example i was watching i was watching the film in one room and then in the other room where the you know my kids are watching a turbo or something we're streaming two the 720p or 1080p movies streaming them and both of them look great and there's no problem meanwhile i'm browsing the web on the ipad and you know who knows what a you know crash plan is backing up in the background like it's it's a weird world we live in compared to what we had a few years ago when I was like, geez, I don't know if I can afford you know three hundred bucks a month for an ISDN line, mm-hmm. and that was not that long ago, like really not long time ago at all.
0: Not a, no, no not at all. And I I I guess I just I I guess one, the reason I'm mentioning it here is um, just germane to this idea that. You know, we start out with this idea of how we do things based on how we've done things in the past. But it's not unusual at all for us to get changed, too, by how stuff works. And I don't have any specific example of this because we're talking about the future right now. But there was a time when I thought that, okay, I had this Mac Mini. I had a ton of movies on this Drobo attached to that. and But, you know, I, I would have to go in and, like, I was sitting on the... This is a year and a half ago, probably. I was still doing this. Sitting on the floor in front of our TV, like dealing with this incredibly underpowered mac mini to do stuff with the tv and i I think that wasn't that unusual this is before i discovered roku It was before apple tv let you do a lot more stuff now but that was an example i think i I talked about it probably here a, a long time ago but that was a really big deal for me when i said you know what i'm just uh well let me let me risk repeating myself well what happened was that was how i was doing most media stuff that I had a hard copy of, like DVDs I'd ripped and stuff like that, were all on this Drobo, and we would watch it through the Mac Mini with me sitting on the floor opening it up in VLC or whatever. Right. It was it was crazy. Um, now, this is before AirPlay had gotten far along. Just remember, this is, this is kind of a different era we're talking about here. Maybe it was more than a year ago. Point being, at one point I said, you know, this thing's acting so janky. I really need to get a new Mac Mini <laughs> if I'm going to keep doing this. So I brought it to work, and I... I think I used, I don't even remember, maybe super duper, but I imaged the entire Mac. Right. And uh then a funny thing happened, <laughs> which is uh it sat there and I, I forgot to take it home that night. And then I forgot to take it home the next night. And pretty soon, a few months later, it was still sitting here. And in that uh, in oregano, I had found ways to do what I wanted to do, and it made me a little more creative about what I wanted to do. And I realized that wow, in some ways, the worst thing in the world that I could uh, could have done was gotten a more powerful way to have to sit on the floor with with a mouse to use my TV. Right. And so I discovered other stuff. I guess it's just it's funny because in that in that instance. The moment that I was hooking that up to my Mac to image it, the last thing in the world I would have thought of is that the process of me taking this away from the house is going to be the thing that actually leads me to not want to do this system. So now I do different stuff, and that's constantly evolving. And now Apple TV, it's so much easier to use. Roku, the Roku 3 has just changed everything for us with what we do. I couldn't have known that stuff would come along a while Oh, No way, yeah. Yeah, and so and we still don't know what's going what's going to be happening uh in the future. But um I, I guess the only thing I'm trying to say to, to your point is that something you already know, which is it's it's just interesting how our own intentionalities go up against, you know, what's available and possible at a certain time. But then that technology evolves, but so do we because we get used to going like, well, you know, in my case like maybe I don't really need to have every document on my Mac, on my iPad. Do I really need to do that? Do I really need to, like, is there, you know what I mean? It's sort of like that word, that term, satisfying. Is there a way I can kind of get along with this stuff? And you know, and when the technology does finally start catching up with what I want, it might be by doing stuff in a way that's very different than what I would have done in the past. Right. I just, I, it's, if I were to sit down and write it all on a timeline, what the last three years has been like for me with how I deal with just all computer stuff, mm-hmm. unrecognizable. It would be completely unrecognizable to me. It really, it feels like a different era already. Even something as simple, I mean, like, you know, we can't even go through all of these. Think about the time when you had to sync your songs to your iPhone. That was like a year ago. Like, if you want I mean, iTunes Match <laughs> right, has not right. been announced that long. And that already seems, that it seems cruel to have to <laughs> sit down with your phone connected to your computer and then select which songs you want to go on your phone right it feels like something from another generation it's just that that stuff all changes so quickly and if we're a little bit open to like how we can change with it sometimes we can satisfy so long you might be three months away from going ipad only and just not know it yet. now i think i am i hope i am i'm definitely want to work toward that well it'd be interesting to look at how often if you set aside your own sort of understandable anxieties about you know, what you actually need to do while you're on the road, like mm-hmm. could you really have gotten by without that? Could you have gone to somebody else's machine? I mean, I don't even know what you use to do stuff, but could you have gotten your environment to where you would like, no could way. you get Not code the wise, no. yeah. Well, but could you, could you, Can't. could you just, if you had to go in using something like VNC, could you just go in and screen share your way into doing what you had to do in 15 minutes? Probably. Because if you could, that's, that's, like six less pounds of life you have to carry. Oh yeah. Definitely. Here's the thing, Dan, would you, uh, would you tell me about something you like?
1: I would love to tell you about our second sponsor, Omni focus two for iPhone, all new for iOS, great new design. So what is Omni focus? It brings task management to your fingertips, Merlin. You can keep track of tasks by project, place, person, date, With OmniFocus for iPhone, you're always going to have your important information on hand. could be a shopping list. could be agenda items. You want to talk about it at your next meeting at work. Things to do at home. Whatever it is you need. They refresh the entire user interface. It's all iOS 7. It's it's gorgeous. They went deeper. They reorganized the navigation. They made it more easy and and more natural. More easy or easier. And more natural (laughs) for you to, to get to the ideas right from the top of the app. You're working towards goals with this thing, Merlin. I don't know if you know that or not. But here's the thing. iPhone, you can use it on its own. You don't need anything else. You can sync through the cloud with your other devices that are running OmniFocus because it's, it's out there for iPad. It's out there for the Mac. And syncs, they can even happen when you're not actively using it. Your information is going to be ready when you are. You work on something, you say, okay, I'm going to take this phone call. Guess what? It's already synced to your Mac. It's amazing. You got goals. You got projects. This this is uh, your wheelhouse. What, what can you What can yeah. you tell me about with this? I mean, well, you can use you, uh, Siri
0: for this now, right? Yeah, I, I haven't set this up in a while, but uh, you can set up uh, if memory serves. I believe what you do is you tell OmniFocus uh, that you want it to work with your reminders and which list you want it to work with. So, I have a reminders list called Task. So. What what you can do is, if you want with Siri, you pop it up, and if Siri works, don't blame Omni Group. <laughs> but if Siri works, you say um, something along the lines of, you know, "Add call Dan to my task list," and then that will automatically get synced up with OmniFocus in your inbox. Go straight into your inbox. Uh, I wish there were an easier way to do it, but that's that's what they have, and it works, and it works great, and it's a great way to capture. Uh, that's been a huge change, a huge improvement in this. Uh, Release in OmniFocus 2 is making entry easier in all kinds of ways. You get the save plus button, which I'm crazy about. I'll say just one quickie because I always, I always talk way too much and too shallowly. Let me just mention sh- uh, the forecast view. Forecast appears at the very top of the homepage in the, or whatever you call it, in the OmniFocus app. And basically it's all stuff that uh, is due or coming due soon. So, so you get, if, I'm going in right now, and as I look at this, I can see stuff that's been due in the past, stuff that's due today, and when you click on a given day, you'll see all your calendar events appear on screen, which is super helpful, and then you'll see a list of stuff that is due or is going to be due soon. Now, how do you know that? Because the little icon for ticking stuff off is a very canny little icon where, uh, let me get this right, I believe if it's yellow, that means that it's going to be starting soon. If it's red, that means it's due. And if it's orange on top and red on the bottom, that means it will be due soon. So if you've got a ton of stuff, it's really fast. Say, so, okay, just show me. I, I've captured I've got a great GTD system. All my stuff is entered in. And right now, I know I'm stressed out because there's stuff I got to do. Just show me all the stuff that's due. And it gives you such a fast way to die. If you're in that kind of panic mode, boy, what a fast way to go in and take care of all the stuff that's making you panicky. But, but if you're not in panic mode, it allows you to feel free to do the stuff that's not a panic thing. So if I go in and I look and I see there's one thing I have to do today, which is write up show notes for this show, boom. When I'm done with that, I know that anything else on my list is stuff that I can work on. This is a big thing in GTD. There's like four different models for deciding what kind of work to do. Priority is really only one of them. There's a lot of times where I would like to spend, this kind of goes to what I talked about in that Great Discontent uh, interview. There's times where I just gonna go, want to go work on something cool, but I need to, I need to talk my mind my lizard brain off the ledge a little bit so if I go into forecast view and I'm satisfied there's nothing in there that's overdue I'm going to feel a lot better about jumping into something I intuitively know would be a cool thing to do right now and OmniFocus 2 helps with that a lot
1: great stuff so if people want to go and check this out what they're going to want to do is they're going to want to I mean first of all the, the, uh, the iTunes store loves these guys. So, all you got to do is type in OmniFocus. You'll find it. It'll search for it. It'll find it. But if you want to go to the website and read more about it, it's slash OmniFocus. That's it. That's all you got to do. But just remember, you can type in basically, type in OmniFocus or just even just Omni in the iTunes store and you'll find it. Go check it out. Great stuff. They never stop, these guys never stop.
0: Yeah, and they care an awful lot. They care a lot. Hmm? They won't stop they can't stop they don't stop they don't stop won't stop can't stop they should you just go and look at this interface it's it's amazing, amazing they care a lot interface. about their, their their users that's not that you know they uh i can just tell you from personal experience the the amount of care that they put into making a great experience for their users is is just off the charts. It's a, it's a really terrific company. So please go visit Omnigroup.com and you can see Omnigroup.com slash OmniFocus there. You can get it on the iTunes store. Um, it's a terrific app. Highly recommended. Um, I am a fan. So our thanks to Omnigroup for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. Boom. Boom. That's a really good app. <coughs> <Excuse
1: me. coughs> Man. I feel like I should get some water or something. You need water? We can pause here.
0: I discovered Mojo Bars. You ever tried a Mojo Bar? No. Mojo Bar? Is that one of those girl bars? Nope, that's Luna Bars. Oh. Yeah. Guys guys should not eat Luna Bars. No, it's got to cause an imbalance. Makes you have your moon time. Ooh. Gaia! (laughs) (laughs) What else we got? We got a lot of stuff here. Root Talk. Yeah. I mean, we could talk more about iPads. The I, thing, I'll, thing ta- is, I'll tell you what, here's what it comes down to for me. Yeah, and you talk while I get a water,
1: but I you will You go get a, a water, I know you'll listen. Here's the thing. I want to, I'm, and we're, I'm really close, we're really close with this. When I have that engineer here in the studio, I'll be able to leave that computer behind. Isn't that an amazing concept? And so uh, here's another thing that I did that may, I don't know if Merlin, if you're going to be happy for me, if you're going to applaud me, or he's getting water, or if you're going to, uh, to, to be upset. By this, but what I did, I went upstairs, went into the closet, I opened up the doors, and I said, "It it is time," and I started going through my old comic collection, and I took. There were certain things that would not be touched, like Santiago. One of them was going to be uh, the Amazing Spider Man collection. I've got hundreds of issues of the Amazing Spider Man going back into the hundreds, maybe mid hundreds, uh, and and so I, uh, I, I those got set aside. Usagi Yojimbo. I've got every single Usagi Yojimbo ever printed. All the volumes, many of them signed. Uh, those not to be touched. But with the exception of a few other, uh, a few other things here and there, I said, you know, what am I keeping this stuff for? In my mind, I thought, you know what, I'm probably keeping this because one day Cash is going to want to read it. Maybe MJ even want to read it. But the thing that really struck me is it. They're going to want to read it on their iPads. They're not going to want to read it by sitting there and peeling off the tape. I mean, you know, and maybe, maybe they will. Maybe I'm, I'm, I've got it wrong, but chances are, if I were to say to them, do you want a thousand comics on your iPad or do you, do you want to go and lug around these big boxes out of some attic and, and, and worry about hurting them? Uh, you know, so it just, it just occurred to me like, I, I'm hoarding this stuff. I'm, I don't want to hoard. I want to purge. You got to purge. So I uh, I I took what was a collection of about maybe eight or nine short boxes, and uh, I, I'm taking about half of them tomorrow, half of them going to Austin Books and Comics
0: to uh, to trade up. Whew. What do you think about well, that? <clears throat> I think it's great. And the truth is they won't win any of them. No, they don't pay very well. When's the last time your parents gave you a box of something and you were really excited? No. Nah. But I'll get yeah. something
1: for it. They'll pay me something.
0: Yeah, especially all those uh all those three D covers with the foil stamps from the nineties. Be able to retire on that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I have a bunch of that. <laughs> that's a, you have some serious dough. <laughs> yeah. I mean
1: I might walk out of there with lunch money. I'm
0: but kidding, the fact guys. is, you know what? No, but somebody yeah, else yeah. might want somebody else <laughs> might
1: want this stuff. I don't want it anymore. So I mean there are certain <laughs> ones I saved. I don't even know why I'm saving the amazing Spider-Man ones. I I know why I'm saving the Shaggy Yo Because that's art.
0: Yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah, the purging. I don't yeah. know. I um I listened to everything you just said while I was getting water, but I'm just thinking I, I I'm trying to think of the examples that are similar because I think I've gone through similar things, but it's uh it's a little Buddhist-y because I, I think it's it's uh understandable and normal and human to cling to a certain kind of idea based on how things have gone in the past. This is what keeps us from, like, you know, falling into a river, is we have experiences that teach us that this particular kind of thing is better than that kind of thing. Or, more often maybe, this is the kind of thing that makes me happy rather than unhappy. Or this is the kind of thing that makes me relaxed instead of stressful. And the the reason I mentioned the last one... um, you know, it's sort of like what we talked about with packing, where like I can go through this scenario where there's so many things I might want mm-hmm. when I'm traveling. Or if I go through I mean, that my our house like stuff will just sit. Cause you know, when you get kids, you get piles, like it happens. And there'll be stuff sitting around. Like if I were to go through any of those piles, I'd become like I would suddenly, if I went through our garage, I would become Mr. Sentimentality. And I would want to create an entire wing of the house full of stuff. About, about how wonderful the family is, and oh, look at this art. But right now, it's all just stuff in piles. It, it's, it's funny, though, that that act of going through and starting to purge uh, can be very informative, very revealing, because you start to realize, well, you've kind of already been living without that stuff. If that stuff's been sitting in a pile, or, you know, like, in your case, you know, if if your wife, like, went and, like, switched out those boxes and you didn't actually have those nine boxes or whatever, like, mm-hmm. would you have known in the last six months? Like, if it's not a big deal, but, like, if you would know, then that's obviously, that's something that's still still valuable to you. But, you know, I think for most of us, like, in your head, though, you would go, oh, my gosh, don't touch my comics. Right. Like, I would feel it's totally natural. But when it comes to the computer stuff, like, okay, what's going to make me, um, relaxed versus anxious well I know that if I get to San Francisco and I can't uh, do my Capistrano I know that's going to be stressful it's going to screw up my schedule I'm not going to be able to eat I'm not going to be able to go get a drink I'm going to have to go and find a computer somewhere that, and then clean it Right? that's an hour but I mean, that's how my process would work if I were you. Is I would be thinking about like, what can I do to ameliorate the unnecessary stress in my life? Well, wh- how do we do that? We do that by over preparing, but we often do that by over preparing for things we don't need. When we over prepare for things we don't need. That could be something as simple as buying too much insurance, but which is just going to be a financial matter, I guess. I don't think there's any danger to buying too much insurance, but you know, it's if you get to if you get too hung up on the idea that something has to, has to keep you relaxed in a way that has kept you relaxed in the past. It doesn't, you get less open to how other things could go. You get less creative. You remember me in the travel episode talking about the guy who I thought was an air marshal, the guy who just got on the plane with a paperback book and mm-hmm. that's all he had. Right. And I thought, you know, he's got to be an LMD or something. like. Who walks onto a plane with just a book? Like Nobody does that anymore. Why is he not stressed out? What's wrong with him? But that's kind of who I'd like to be. I'd like to eventually be that guy. And so, I mean, I think there's things that you can do. I I don't know if this is making sense. I'm kind of tap-dancing around what you said. But I think there's a pretty good chance that your iPad Air could get you to where you want to be. And one way to do that that would be interesting would be to make yourself use it at home and work like you were traveling. Right. So, seriously, like, you know, I know you got to do podcasts and stuff. But it would be kind of fun for the sake of argument to, to go through a drill and see what it is you weren't able to do in that situation. You know what I mean? And see, because you might be able to satisfy. Because it
1: probably won't be an emergency or I will have, you know what? Like my wife's got a computer. I could probably do something with that. But if I just have the iPad, like what will I really run into? What are the problems that I'm going to have? Like live with it at home in it, knowing that you've got that emergency fallback that you wouldn't have if you were traveling, if you were on a trip, if you're in an airport. Yeah.
0: But, but, so the one side, one side of the coin or whatever is like you, you and I are the kind of people who want to prepare. We might overpack, but we want to get the right amount and the right packing. But, like, in my case, I have really overthought, especially on vacations. I bring along every conceivable cable in the entire world. I'm like a one man IT department. I've got so many, <laughs> and I've got backups in case this one didn't work. And, well, you know, I, I I guess I could call the hotel and see if they have an HDMI input. Well, you know, maybe we should bring the Apple TV because you never know; we might be able to watch Netflix. And pretty soon, I literally have like an entire suitcase full of electronics that are all about potential fun. And then, but then what happens is you get there. Let's say we get there, and I am at this point the most prepared person in the world. Let's say, even say, how about this? Let's say I am Super Dad, and I actually did call ahead and say, "Hey, look, I know this is really nerdy. Feel free to." pass me along to somebody else. Can you tell me what kind of TVs in the room and what kind of connections they've got? And that person's probably going to go, uh, I'm not sure. But maybe they'll hand me to somebody who goes, oh, we've got like, there's our CA jacks on the back. Uh, there's a USB. We've got, don't worry, we got one of those tricked out ones that has everything and and I might even say, oh, could you go take a photo of it? Because now I'm an insane person. <laughs> Let's say I've done everything in the entire world to prepare me for this. I, I have done everything flawlessly, and this one single night that we're going to be in a hotel room in another state is going to be the most entertainment-packed evening of our entire life. You can <laughs> right. tell because I have a suitcase. But then what happens? Let's say I, I get it all set up. The Ethernet that's $30 a night is really, really slow and keeps disconnecting us. Well, that's an hour. I'm trying to figure that out. I get us on the wireless. Eventually, that keeps dropping out. That might be another half hour or an hour. My family is sitting in the room while I play with a suitcase full of wires to make them happy. And when they really just want me to be in the room, what they don't want is to watch me be frustrated with a suitcase of fun. So that's something I had to learn, was that, you know what, maybe we'll just, if we want to watch TV, maybe we will just watch Top Chef or whatever right, is Whatever's on. on. But like, in that's is that not like a classic Merlin man, Buddhist cautionary tale? It's like, I thought I was doing the right thing for years, planning ahead, until I had like a hundred pounds of fun in a suitcase. But then I got there, and I don't know if this is you, but I can't tell you how many hours of my life have been spent trying to get an internet connection somewhere. Like whether that's on a plane, <laughs> right. or whether that's in a hotel room. I've been in hotel rooms, and I've really felt like I'm losing my mind. Yeah and it it didn't work out now of course i could have just gone to the lobby i could have gone to the business center but no no no, no. that's not part of my plan my plan was i've got a suitcase full of stuff that's going to give me internet fun and if that conduit's not open i don't have access to the fun i didn't have the presence of mind to jump out of that because fun i got all this stuff so that's i'm not saying this is you but i'm just saying like for me like i'm i'm slowly realizing that you know, yes, bring some USB cables, bring some stuff to charge things. But like no, I don't really need to bring a Roku to a La Quinta. You know, we'll be okay. <laughs> it's 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 less stuff to it's less stuff to have, it's less stuff to lose, it's less stuff to fiddle with. Oh, and by the way, what if the TV just didn't work that night? You call engineering and they'll come and send somebody up. <laughs> you know, uh it's just it's a, it's it's hard to um frustration can be very It can feed itself. I think. Yeah. So, like in your case, though, what what would lead you to to want to bring along that Mac? Understandably, but like like you know, is is trying to account for all of those situations that that might come up. So you either got to make your peace with bringing along, or you got to figure out if you can live without it. I don't know. I like the idea of you experimenting at home and seeing what happens. I'm gonna have to try it. Wouldn't that be that would be kind of fun to make yourself do that? It's almost like a like a technological swear jar. Like, you're not allowed to use the Mac when it's the easy thing to do. I'm going to start. I'm going to do this. Well, because what it would do is now now and grab an index card and start writing down what didn't work, and then you can account for that. But act like you're in that hotel room. See what you can and can't do. You know, it's a little bit like, what, the Apollo 13, right? We're going to dump all this stuff on the table and see what we can make with this hose and this duct tape. Hmm.
1: I'm going to try it. I'm starting.
0: Do you have a good? We've had we've had advertisers on here with excellent that I, where I've used their VNC apps. Do you have a favorite screen sharing app for iPad and iOS? I
1: don't, and I've been I've been trying a bunch of different different ones. And again, so you know, here's the problem: is the machines that I'm going to be screen sharing to are over uh, back to my Mac, so they're a lot they're behind like a firewall, they're behind an airport at the very least. You know what I mean? They're not necessarily sitting out there on the internet. I do have one uh, Mac at Mac Mini Colo. Uh, where I could remote to that one, but I've been looking for a client that I could run on my iPad that would let me remote to a uh, to a remote machine that's that I'm going to have to use back to my Mac to connect to. Is that how you do it, or do you have it exposed to the internet so I can? Have I don't. It? I couldn't say. Yeah, I don't know.
0: No. Um. Yeah, I I I mix it up and try different things, but but in your case, um, you know, I could I, use like one of those log me in type dealies. Yeah, I think they're all very, they're pretty similar, most of them. Then I had one a while back that was really cool because it, I think it had opened maybe a separate port and you had a separate key, uh, separate password um, in addition to your uh, Mac's password. So it adds a little extra layer. Interesting. I'm not too the, sure. The we chat should, uh, room,
1: Merlin, uh, Chris LTD is saying screens will do it through an SSH tunnel. Which, of that's, course, it will. Everything will do it through an SSH tunnel, but that's not. Yeah, that's a lot of. You know, again, like how this is almost the inverse of what of what you're doing by bringing a suitcase full of gear with you to for you know for two hours at a hell room, a hotel room, hell room. Uh, this <laughs> what I'm what I'm going to do is you know set up every single SSH tunnel and set up tons of facilities on just the off chance that I might need to now. I'm not doing it. That. that ain't well, that act, ain't act me. I
0: like, uh, like you're in Houston right now. I like you got a Hanks up in the uh up uh, up in space. Yeah. Just try it out. Yeah. That's I it. Mean, you mean, know you what? Know, that's, it. that's it. That for now and I'm
1: going iPad till the next till the next time we talk, I'm gonna try iPad and see what I can't do on it.
0: And is this officially a project? It's a pro-
1: well, it's a it's a series of tasks that are connected. To start. Can you tell me about something you like? Our final sponsor today is uh, your friend and mine, Squarespace. <laughs> Woo. These guys they have an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website for a free trial and a 10% off discount. You will go to squarespace.com. You will use the offer code NICE, N-I-C-E. Now, they've just added some new templates. And so here's what I'm doing. Are you familiar with, uh, with the Bacon Method? I am familiar with the Bacon Method. Okay. So the, long story short... Uh, you, you take a pan, could be glass, could be metal, could be uh, aluminum, you, you put bacon on that pan into a cold oven, 400 degrees, 20 minutes, might need to go a little longer depending on your oven. You put it in before you turn it on, It's like, Yeah, right. You do that. And you're going to, uh, to get perfect, delicious, crispy bacon with no mess, super easy cleanup. And it's going to be perfect every single time. So I made a site called baconmethod.com. And it's just been a one page site. I coded it up in, in VI, but I'm working with, uh, Jory, the guy that does the five by five show art and stuff like that. He did the five by five logo. And we, we have just completed. When well, I say we, I mean, he, I, I, I art directed it, but it's all him because he's the creative, uh, genius designer guy. And uh, and we have a a new bacon method uh, logo and I'm doing the site and I'm doing it in Squarespace and we're going to sell like uh, t t-shirts and mugs and stuff. We'll just do a quick run of it. But I said, you know, I want to do all of this in Squarespace. So I've been building the site in, in like an hour. I have a complete site. It's got built in shopping cart. It's got the t-shirts. It's got the mugs. It's got all the stuff that we're going to be doing. It calculates the shipping. It calculates it. It talks to USPS. All you do is put in a weight, for like how much does a t-shirt weigh? You That's put in the crazy. weight for that. It'll calculate the weight. It'll calculate the shipping costs based on the weight of the items that you've put in. It'll tell you what kind of package you need to put it in. It'll do it in the most cost-effective way for the people you're shipping this stuff to. It has all the instructions. It's got stuff. We're going to have downloads. You can do digital downloads. I mean, it's all there, and in like an hour. And it looks really, really good, and it's responsive. I'm looking at it here on my iPhone. It looks awesome. like I don't have to do anything to make this stuff. It's it's. We're talking about years ago. You're sitting on the floor, you know, with your uh, with your Mac Mini. Like, imagine a few years ago, we could not have done this in an hour, let alone in a week. It's oh, insane. No, no, no. It winds up costing like eight bucks a month, uh, all told, when you do this. If you sign up for a year, you're gonna or two, you're gonna get a free domain name. You're gonna get the ten percent off, eight bucks a month. Like, if you're serious about doing something. Don't, this is not the thing to go cheap on. Get a site that's going to look and feel in a, a completely customized way, like your own site, like something that was professionally designed for you. People are going to go and see it, and it's going to be intuitive. It's going to be responsive. It's going to look great everywhere. I mean, what, what else can I say? These guys are great, and, uh, and, and I'm building something uh, new in hours. What would have taken me days or, or weeks before? So it's, uh, it, it's, it's really, really great. New templates all the time, new designs all the time and uh, they've got uh, metrics built in, so it shows you analytics. It'll tie things like, if you want to use Google Analytics, you just paste your Google Analytics ID in there, and it'll run off that, and you get theirs and the Google Analytics, I and mean, you get everything. They got support. It's drag and drop. Built-in Markdown. You can set Markdown as default. What am I leaving out?
0: It does it all? It, it does do it all. I'm sorry. I'm sitting here, and I'm playing with their new app. They have. Uh, did you know they have new... Uh iOS apps. Oh, really? When were they updated? Just recently, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. This is, just came out in the last couple of days from their blog. I'll put this in show notes. Um, they now, I think, I'm reading this quickly, but I think what they've done is they've broken down um, different kinds of functionality of different apps, which I think is a pretty smart move. Uh, you know, it used to be you had posting and analytics and all that stuff all in one. Now they've got Squarespace Blog, which is their the blogging app. Squarespace Metrics, for going in and looking at all of your... Data and who's visiting your site. The Squarespace portfolio—they've updated uh, for, for building uh, pretty uh, videos and whatnot. Uh, and, and of course, Squarespace Note, which is their cool, like very simple note app. But um, I'm just—I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention because I'm sitting here and playing with this. It does Markdown right here in the app? Oh, it's so pretty. How much is that app? Let me go check. This is dog buns. It's free. It's free, Dan. Amazing. It Doesn't cost anything. You just got to download it on your dingus. Nice. 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 Yeah. That's the code N no. I C E. Can I just say, make it about the bacon, not the plugins? Let somebody else worry about the plugins. You yeah, worry about the bacon. Let someone else worry about that. Let someone else worry about that. I love that site. So, uh, so uh, your, your code, your offer code for, uh, for the month of 11. Nice. Nice. Squarespace.com. Our thanks to Squarespace and Little Ryan for supporting Five by Five and Back to Work. oh. <laughs> I think my meds are tapering. Uh-oh. Well, we got
1: to wrap this up anyway. <clears throat> we I do. It's a long one. Better. This is
0: long and wide. Oh, how are you feeling? You think you're going to make it?
1: I got some tissues now, so I'm, I'll be all right.
0: What we'll make it through. We'll them? make it through together. Well, yeah, we will. We're all alone in this together. But no, if you're not going to blow, what are you using them for? You know what? I don't want to know. No, nah, you don't want to know. The bacon method, if you know what I mean. Hmm. <laughs> Remember to say I love you, okay? You ready? I,
1: I said it, okay. Let me just explain that. Just remember to say it after I say I it. I will. We had a weird thing happen last time at the end of the show. We had a little tweaked up uh ending and i said to mark i said listen to clean clean up the ending a little bit because we were we weren't sure if we were stopping it or we were not stopping it whatever and he said oh, i'll clean it up he cleaned it up he's really good but he cleaned it up a little too aggressively and even though i did say that i loved you at the end of it he uh, aggressively chopped uh that little part out by accident and then somebody tweeted me on twitter and they said listen you didn't yeah. say i love you this is the first time you've ever not said i love you i'm like i did say it he's like no you didn't say it so Point i I played the end of it, and he was right. It, was, it had been cut out, but it was there in the original. So I, I said to Mark, can you put that back in? He said, yeah, I'll put it back in. He republished it. I purged the, uh, the cash fly uh, cache, and then uh, lo and behold, it was there. But of course, people would have to re-download the episode to hear that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had to redirect them to the site to replay the last you know, few seconds of the show. Uh, but this time, I will make sure that it doesn't get cut out. Just make
0: sure to say I love you. I will. You want to button this up? Yeah, let's do it. I love you. All right.
1: (laughs) Love you too, Merlin, man.